I'm ready, Erin. Let's go. This week, the bushes are taking you to Paris. Gay Paris. It was a gay time because it was uh, six years after the war, 1951. We are talking about an American in Paris. Indeed. A true musical. It is a musical. And, and I didn't know how that was going to go over with you. With me? Mm-hmm. Well, it went over okay. Because there were a few saving graces. There were. Yes. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 95%, which I think is a touch inflated. I think that's being a, a bit generous. But when I was reading about the reception of this movie, you could pretty much say that that the reception to this movie uh, was a bit generous. Everything about this movie is a bit generous. That's true. That's true. It um, it was said that it was. My tell is going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the one of twenty most overrated movies of all time. <laughs> yeah. So. It was a fun movie. It was uh, a lighthearted movie. It was totally, you, you totally knew the, the plot. It was a, a, a plot as old as time. Um, it was fun to see scenes of Paris, although it was not shot in Paris. No, it was not shot in Paris at all. Yeah, Selznick said that would be too expensive. An MGM film, a drama romance, one hour and 55 minutes. Yes, and it won Best Picture. It did. And what now, was it up against? Well, it was. I'm trying. I'm looking it up. Um, so 1950. Okay, you're gonna have to vamp, vamp, ma. I'm looking it up. Okay, so in this film we have Gene Kelly uh, playing Jerry Mulligan. I'll probably call him Jerry Maguire a few times. And we are introducing Leslie Caron, who is a French young girl. I think she was 19. Um, and her name is Lise Bouvier. Uh, the music was done by the Gershwin brothers. Jean Kelly uh, actually saw Leslie Caron um, in a ballet in Paris and knew that he wanted to work with her. So she's a very gifted dancer. Yes. Um, I felt like she came into her looks later in life. She, I didn't think she was all that attractive. I sort of felt that she would have been in the running to play a young Queen Elizabeth. I feel like Claire Foy was a bit generous with the yes. young Queen Elizabeth. And that this, um, what's her name? Carol. Le- Leslie Caron. That Leslie Caron would have probably been better, but she was a fantastic dancer. She Not was. the strongest performance, but this was her first film. It was. It was her her debut. Her debut. And I have the um the nominees. The fellow nominees oh. for the nineteen okay. Mom, this is the nineteen fifty two Oscars. <gasps> Why is that important? <gasps> because it was when my father was born. <laughs> I joke, and you were born as well. Just six months earlier. Yeah. 
I mean, you were first. You were first in 1952. You were first, so it's your year. You were there first. Well, that's what I always say. Okay. So the, the okay. nominees are, well, we know American in Paris, Decision Before Dawn, Ooh. A Place in the Sun, mm. Oh, Oh, man. Quo Vadis. Okay, we know where that didn't win. And a streetcar named Desire. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you kidding me? I am not kidding you. That's why if you upon if you go back and do the replay, you'll notice when I was laughing. Um, while you are are full of witticisms, that was when I read a street this beat a streetcar named Desire. Oh, they were so wrong. Which we have to put on the list because we have Wait, to. It's on the list or it will be it needs to be because we need to we need to make an examination of this yeah how this could possibly have happened yeah wow isn't that something wow and i i came across this article um in in googling it that said how an american in paris won best picture and changed hollywood i saw that did you read the article i didn't because i, I had didn't to, either i had to i had to I researched some things and then I went down a whole bunch of rabbit holes while I was researching because, you know, full disclosure, I research these movies at my office, which is a.k.a. the laundromat on Saturday mornings. <laughs> so sometimes I get I, I go down rabbit holes um, yeah. while doing my my research, if we want to call it such. And this was what happened. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Well, it's not that this is like a a disgusting film or or a boring film. I will admit that I did fast forward through two of the dance numbers. I didn't because I didn't really have that luxury. (laughs) We'll talk about those as we get there. All right. I, I said it's an MGM film. 1951, directed. It was inspired by an American in Paris by George, by George Gershwin, <laughs> or that must George. Have been a song, eh? George Gershwin. Yeah, George. George. No, he wrote yeah. like a oh, like a whole thing, like a <gasps> whole a music thing. It was like a whole musical poem. It it was like a a whole like I don't know, like symphony kind of thing. Oh, like lots no. of instruments, they play, okay. it, they so play it on the stage. I, I wanted, to, I did choose this movie, and I wanted to do it because in Old Town, we live in Alexandria, Virginia. There was a store called An American in Paris. I always thought that was cool. I liked Paris. Uh, you were in Paris when you were almost a year old. I don't remember. I hardly believe that. And so, <laughs> was a year it, old. The, oh, actually, I remember the Champs. You remember the Champs only? I said. don't. I was a year old. I know. Okay, the credits start and an overture comes on. It's it's uh, uh yeah it's Gershwin. Wait so. wait wait wait, mama mama wait wait wait. So it was directed by Vincetti Minelli. Yeah, or Vincent. And, um, yeah, and part of the directing had to fall to Gene Kelly 
because Vincetti was in the middle of his divorce from Jude. Jude Garland. <laughs> Jude Garland. Jude Garland. And so he, uh, Gene Kelly had to take over directing duties some days when, when Vincetti couldn't be there. He just couldn't take it because as you, as I can only imagine, um, I imagine divorcing Judy Garland must take a toll on one's psyche. Oh, wow. It would have to. She's, can you imagine her on the stand? Oh, uh, she seemed very difficult. She seemed high maintenance. Yeah. High several things. Yeah. And, and he had, a, he had a, um, at least one child that I know yep. of. Who was, who was no, um, no stranger to drama herself. A chip off the old block. As it were. As it were. It, so, yes, the director was Vincent Minnelli. It was a script by J. Allen Lerner, who he was he was like pretty big in uh, musicals and stuff. He also did uh, Brigadoon. Brigadoon. OK, Brigadoon. I like Brigadoon better. I'm going to keep that in, in the old head Rolodex. Paint your I wagon. Actually, I actually saw Brigadoon as a um, as a live performance when I was a young lass. Oh, Maybe you'll pick it for your next pick. I won't because it's a musical and we have to give this a break. He did My Fair Lady. Whoa, that's a fun one. Uh huh. And Camelot. <gasps> wait, wait the the one with the one with Richard Burton and Vanessa Redgrave. Is there another one? Oh my God, Camelot. Oh, it was one of my favorites. Indeed. He did. I'll bet he did the Broadway. Yeah, these Broadway are the version. these are the stage, and then he also worked on the uh, movie version. Wow. Okay. Um, so we already said the music was by George Gershwin. Um, so the lead characters, just to set it up, Gene Kelly. You said Jerry Mulligan, um, Leslie Caron. We have uh, the guy who plays Adam, Oscar Levant. Who was more of a piano player than an actor? I thought that it was, um, you know, though how they on, online, they always has the memes where it's like Johnny Depp's a time traveler and they mm -hmm. show a picture of like some old dude and it looks just like Johnny Depp. I thought, I was like, is that John Cryer? The guy from Two and a Half oh Men? Oh my God. He did have that vibe. Yeah, he totally looks like him. And then there's yeah. this. This this French dude named Georges Gutierrez as Henri. Henri. Or as as the Yanks called him, Hank. Hank. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. The name of the movie is An American in Paris. Yes. So there were some Yanks there. All right. So and then I ha I have more trivia that we will get to uh, upon completion of the summation. So, dear listeners, you have to listen to the whole thing to hear some more trivia. Mm -hmm. That's how we get you. So the credits roll, as in old movies, you know, you know, now the movies just start out. They just start out with like a chase scene or something. But then we have the credits rolling with the overture. And then we have the old voiceover. What is it that you used to say about a voiceover? Well, the 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 thing of that uh, sometimes people they consider it to be hacky because um, anything that's in the voiceover you should be able to show it, show it rather than tell it. Show it, don't tell it. 
Okay. Um, but this, in this case, though, this voice, I like this voiceover. Yeah, it was important because it set the stage. Yeah, and it, it was also it, very cleverly, it, it incorporated visuals into it as well. It did. And it told why, um, uh, what's it, Jerry was still in Paris after when it had been six years after the war. Mm -hmm. And he says, you know, when, when his army job ended, then he wanted to start a new job, which was to become, of course, a painter, mm -hmm. uh, a painter of pictures, not a house painter in Paris. Yes, he wanted to. It turns out that this Jerry was a, has an artist heart and he just wants to set up his little um, canvas and his... Oh, uh, what's that word? The thing, it's a triangle and you set it up. The palette. The palette. That's the palette's where you paint the thing. You set it up. Oh, an easel. It is easel. He just wants to set up his easel on the streets of Paris and paint. And Because his pocketbook also hasn't, he's got an artist pocketbook. Right. And which means he's broke. He is. And so he then his voiceover goes and and we kind of get a whole lay of the land. We we see his he introduces us to his friend, right? His friend Adam, mm -hmm. who is a piano, who is a um, uh, 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 um, not a Manischewitz. <laughs> uh, what's the word? Um, uh, if he's a really good piano, he's a player, concert he's a pianist. He's a concert pianist. That's not the word I'm looking for. And um, he's he's really good. And he is trying to write his own symphony. But he hasn't gotten there yet. He's still working on it. It's still in the incubation period. There, There's a lot of wine involved. And I'm sure many corkscrews to open those bottles of wine were involved as well. Yes. And so Adam is doing a voiceover as well. He's on a scholarship. And these guys um, talk like, um, I would say, in the especially in the voiceover, the thing that struck me was like, oh, Gene Kelly in this voiceover and the whole attitude of it, he sounds like a nice, um, a nice pretty version. He sounds like a pretty version of Humphrey Bogart in Casablanca. Very much like this. And he talks like this. And that's my friend. And he's Adam. And he's a concert pianist. Oh, but he's also kind of poor. Huh. I didn't pick up on that. I, I did pick up on he seems just to be happy living the life that he's living. Oh, he he's the only he wakes up, he paints. The only downside to his life is that his pockets are empty. Exactly. The rent is due and... He needs to buy more paint and he doesn't even have money for breakfast today. Yeah, but somehow he's still able to give like the, the kids around the neighborhood bubble gum. Yeah, the American bubble gum. American bubble gum. Yeah, so where is that? You know, I think that's market. one of those, shh, shh, don't, don't think about it. Shh. And then we introduce Henri, Hank, who is a very good looking um French man, and it, they put gray in his um, at the sides of his hair to make him look older. He mm -hmm. needed to appear older than he really was, because really he was older than Gene Kelly when this was filmed. Yes. So then Henri is well, describing. He was younger. You said he was older. 
He was younger than Gene Kelly. He and was he younger than Gene Kelly, older. but he needed to appear older. Right. So he's describing Lise. Um, her name was Lise in French, and of course, um, Gene Kelly made it Lisa. Um, and Hank is in love with Lise. And the um, her introduction, as he's voiceovering all about her, it's her doing different kinds of dances. But before we get to the dances, um, they're breaking bread downstairs. So, so Gene Kelly's Jerry and Adam, they live. Gene, Gene Kelly, how did Adam has this like spacious apartment, and Gene Kelly's apartment is just wide enough for his bed because he does a nice little um, kind of oh, like pseudo cool. dance number where he wakes up, somebody knocks on his door, he opens his door, but it can only open maybe about five inches, and he slips something through to him because his bed is there. And so he gets out of bed, and his bed is like suspended, so he just like cranks it up. And yeah, then it he goes has it on up. pulleys. Yeah, and then so then I'm like, that's so. I wish I had thought of that. And so then his yeah. bed's up, and then he's just you know walks like what four paces, and opens the door, and he's a, and he just goes about um, transforming his bedroom into like his little living room slash uh, studio. So it's super small. I wrote, he's got tiny house living down to a science. Oh, this man. This was tiny house living before tiny house living was a thing. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, he nailed it down to a science. So then they go downstairs and they're meeting. And that's where the three of them meet up because they they live right underneath this cafe. And they have like, and that how nice. how lucky were they to live under this cafe? I know. And they have that nice sweet bread. Remember what is, I don't know what it's called. That, that's what brioche is? Yeah. Oh, because I remember how it would be all braided in Germany and you would like yeah. break off the pieces. Yeah. See, in Germany, it wasn't as sweet. Germans didn't use as much sugar. <laughs> they were not as sweet people. And I can say that because I'm one of them. Um, but in France, the brioche is a sweet bread. But it was pretty sweet in Germany, too. It was sweet I for mean, Germany. It, yeah, it, it was. was sweeter than brochin. Yeah, that, that, yeah. So Not if there's anything wrong with brooch. Yeah, there's no, I love brooch in. Put a nice brat in there. So the three of them are sitting down and this lovely lady, I call her the chicken lady. She was like the chicken lady. She was the chicken lady. There was a restaurant in Germany where we went and this uh, the owner, the wife of the owner. Um, it was the only restaurant where you could get chicken. Because in Germany, they don't usually serve chicken. And she was, yeah, so, uh, but she she wore my grandma's shoes. Those are the kind of shoes my grandma wore. Well, people, can, people, you have to describe them. Uh, they uh, Everybody's were, sitting there going, ah, her grandma's shoes, yes. <laughs> yeah, not like grandma's wear now. These were the black lace-up with about a two-inch heel. Like the old, old, if you think of, if you think of a Christmas story, oh, we have to add that one. Mm -hmm. The teacher in a Christmas story wore these, this kind of shoe. So it was a lace up shoe with about a two inch heel, um, very utilitarian. Like what witches would wear. Yeah. Okay. They're like they're like cross between like what witches would wear and like um, oh witches. Tap shoes. I thought you said waitress. Yes, no, witches. witches would wear. They're like yeah. witches' shoes. 
or Nanny McPhee. Yeah. Yeah. Or Mary Poppins. Mm, okay. Yeah. And her stockings, did you see her stockings were hanging around her ankles? She can't be bothered. To, and to not because up. she had small ankles, people. No, <laughs> this woman came from Germany. She married a Frenchman and she's working in that cafe. Mm-hmm. I know the truth. Those she, were German. Yeah. Ankles. She's from Assex Lorraine. Yes, she she's was. from the area of France that it kept going back and forth between Germany and France. Exactly. She's she's probably related and, to you in some way. And and she and her husband are wonderful to the, these Americans and Henri the Frenchman. And so they keep filling their the the two uh, Gene Kelly and the Frenchman are on two sides and Adams in the middle, and they keep filling their coffee and they never give Adam any coffee. He was. That was funny. Mm-hmm. So, so this Henry is is telling the story of this girl that he's in love with. Um, she's nineteen, and remember, he's got gray in his temples. Uh-huh. Um, and he looked after her while her dad was in the resistance. The both parents were ex- in the resistance. Excuse me, the resistance. Yeah. And um, so she owed him her life. Yeah, but, you know, um, he, so she, he looked after her, but she was a little girl when he looked after her. Because if she's uh-huh. 19 and that was six years ago, that means he, she was like around 13 when the war ended. Yeah. Okay. There's, this, poor, this poor woman has a lot of creepiness in her life. An American in Paris could also be called the creepy life of Lisa. It's true. So and she was never left with a hotel babysitter. <laughs> I didn't even bring it up. So there, uh, he's he's describing Lisa, Lisa to um, to Jerry and Adam, and so each thing that he says about her, she's doing a different kind of dance. Like she is a vivacious, then she's doing a jazz dance, and then. Um, She's sweet and shy, so she's being a ballet dancer. Um, that went on, what, five or six? Yeah, or there was times? five dances. Because then when she was modern, she did the Charleston. And I was like, that doesn't make her modern. I mean, this is 1951. But it was yeah. kind of like, you know, it was kind of jazz. So, because there's a lot of, um, the American in Paris ballet is credited at the beginning of this. So there's a lot uh-huh. of ballet influence in this. Yeah, because she came from the ballet. She's definitely she a also, ballet dancer. At one point, they had her doing a dance with a chair that was um, probably a jazz routine, and the censors wouldn't let him keep it. Yeah, she, she did. She did a whole bunch of like split stuff. Yeah, it was like, oh my. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now we know why Hank likes her so. Yep. So then then we see Jerry coming down the stairs with his canvases. Mm-hmm. Because he's got to go sell. He's got to make some money. So Hank lends Jerry some some money because mm-hmm. he, he, like, has nothing to eat. And then there's stuff about uh, German and German. That yeah. mine wasn't subtitled and I'm not that... Mine wasn't either. Not that fluent. So I'm like, I don't understand why they're all of a sudden like talking in German but then there's something about how Henri prefers because Adam likes jazz and Henri 
likes uh, waltzes. Yes. He likes the three, yes. four time. So then there's a, a song and dance about that. Yeah, lots of songs and dance. Which is in three, four time. Three, four time. I wrote that down. Mm-hmm. And um, Jerry is dancing with his white socks and his loafers. Now, is this where Michael Jackson got it from? Maybe. Because I was like, he looks a lot like Michael Jackson. And. From the ankles down. Yes. He's got. uh, Well, we'll get to that later. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So he's carrying his canvases to what I considered artist row. It looks Um, like me, though, because everyone he passes on every street he passes, there are artists that are set set up. So I'm just thinking that that's what that's what was going on in Paris right after the war. Everybody was like everybody thought they could pay and everybody. Yeah, they were all going to get rich. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the last person he passed, did you see it looked like Winston Churchill? Yeah. I, I did. Uh-huh. I uh-huh. I said, Winston, you, you've given it all up and just gone for painting. I think he was a painter, much like W hmm. became a painter. Hmm. So um, he's he's where he wants to be. He's putting his paintings on a wall and uh, an American girl comes up and tries to discuss his paintings with him. And he he can't be bothered. Well, first of all, he's offended by how she's butchering the language. Because she comes up, she starts, and he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Look here, lady. Let's just drop it, all right? You're butchering the the language. We're just going to conduct all business here on out in English. Which was funny. Mm -hmm. And then he tells her, he's like, move on. Because then she's like, well, I want to, um, I'd like to discuss. Like, you don't seem to have any perspective on any of these pieces. And he's like, get out of here. And then she's kind of offended. What what are you talking about? And he says, you're not going to buy anything. You just want to discuss. And I don't want to discuss. The only thing I want to discuss is money. And you don't, you're not going to buy anything. So move it. I don't care what you have to say. Exactly. He wasn't very nice. Mm Mm-hmm. And then an older woman comes by and asks if she can take a look. Mm-hmm. And she offers him a cigarette and she goes, my guess is business isn't very good. And he's like, yeah, what else is new? But she says she wants to buy two of his paintings. Um, and he goes, well, well I, I don't know what to charge. And she says, well, how about 15,000 francs? And he's like, yeah, 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 for each. Yeah. What? Which was about $50 each at the time. Mm-hmm. And, sh- and, and then she looks in her wallet. Oh, oh, silly me. I don't appear to have enough money to pay for them right now. Her name is Milo Roberts. Ah, all in my notes, it just refers to her as rich woman. Rich woman, yes. So she goes, why don't we just bring them to my hotel and I'll pay you there. (laughs) Which that sounded just like a scam to me. Yeah. Well, or a um, cougar. She was a cougar. Yeah, she was a cougar. My first instinct, though, was, all right, Jer, you're about to lose a kidney. You're going to wake up. You're going to wake up in ice, in a bathtub, with an incision, and a kidney gone. Do you gone. want Shameless? Because you need to have. 
At this point, I wondered if the film was colorized because the color of her car when it pulls up is is an emerald green. Mm-hmm. And then when it's when it's in a distance, it's a real pale green. But it wasn't colorized because it was Technicolor. Huh. I I do not know. What was it? Was it like a Rolls Royce? Oh, I it couldn't tell you that. And I didn't a, ask the expert. It was a fancy schmancy convertible. It, it was, was quite a nice vehicle. I mean, it basically the kind of car it was was it was money. Yeah. You just it was looked money. at it. And he goes, uh, wow, I don't think I charged you enough. Yeah. So they go to a quite expensive looking room. And she offers him sherry. Again sherry, with the again. sherry. Again with the sherry. I might have to just buy some sherry just to feel old school waspy rich. No, don't buy it. It's so nasty. I'm just going to buy it so I can feel like I'm entitled. Okay, and, and use your Catherine. No, I use, use my Catherine. Catherine. All, at Christmas time, all I want is sherry to drink. Oh, that is so disappointing. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'll get you some. I'm, uh, I'm going to be drinking my Hendrix. Uh, and so then um, she goes, uh, he goes, uh, you know, is your husband rich? No, I have a very rich father. Because it's got to be one of those two. Yeah. Because she couldn't have made it on her own. Yeah. So she's telling him how she's been in Paris and she's looked all around and not one painting has impressed her until she found his. And we and see so, his we see ahead. his paintings up on the street. And I got to say, I, I just kind of shrugged. Yeah. Uh, I was like, all right, Jer. This... Uh, so they when, did. They did hire what they called a fame. I'm doing air quotes. Famous painter to paint his paintings, but um, yeah, they they weren't real impressed. No, I, it, I, I did not. I did not look at the first instinct or impression that I had upon seeing his work was not. Damn, this guy is way more talented than his living condition i was but like he, there's a reason why this guy has has been yeah. able to <laughs> knows about small tiny living but you did grow up with grammy's breezeway which was full of original paintings yes so you kind of grew up in an art gallery atmosphere i did which makes me um, somewhat snobby and i was just like jerry you're not gonna cut it yeah <laughs> Grammy didn't sell her paintings. You're not yeah. selling yours. Like she didn't sell hers. You're not selling yours. You need to fall so, back on something, which we'll get to later. Milo wants to be his his like publicist, his his producer, his Spengali. Yes, and she invites him to a small dinner party tonight. Uh, there's going to be an extra girl, and um, my car will take you. We'll be traveling in style. Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. So she goes, uh, my car will come pick you up. Uh, come to my hotel room tonight for this party. And so he's going home because her driver takes him home. And this, let's call it a Rolls Royce. Yeah, just money. Emerald green Rolls Royce top down. Mm-hmm. And the children are all following because the little urchins want some more of that American bubblegum. Yeah, well, here comes the good-looking American in the fancy money car, and the children just eat it up. 
So then the children, um, so he gets out and they're in the, the little street in front of the cafe where the children hang out trying to get the American bubble gum. And uh, they ask him to teach them some English. English, English. So he breaks out in a song and a dance ensues. And he sings, I Got Rhythm. Mm -hmm. I wrote down here, the dances were all choreographed by Gene Kelly. Which at he this, was a, he, he was a fantastic he was, dancer. He was a smooth dancer. He was yeah. smooth. And, um, and his, his those brown loafers with the white socks? Yes. Tap shoes. They were tap shoes. How did he how did he tap and dance that way in loafers? He did it, baby. And, and he did it well. He did it so good. I was it just wasn't like, this it wasn't this dance sequence, but farther on, uh, uh, did you notice that the um, soul separated from the upper? No. And then after that, he started wearing brown black loafers. Oh. His tap shoes were black loafers. He danced I, right out of his shoes. He danced out of his shoes. I mean, the man could dance. At this point, I was like, well, damn, Jerry, why are you wasting your time painting? You're such a way better dancer than you are a painter. And he could actually carry a tune, too. Yeah. I was like, you should be a song and dance man, Jerry. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't buy your painting at all. Go to the Moulin Rouge, Jerry. It could make a whole lot more money. What the hell are you doing, Jerry? You're wasting your uh, life. Let's get it together, Jerry. <laughs> so after another dance routine, it's the night of the party at Milo's hotel room, and there's just Milo and Jerry. And Jerry says, uh, so where's everybody else? And Milo goes, oh, darling, there is nobody else. Well, what about the uh, extra girl? Oh, I am the extra girl. Uh-huh. Sideways glance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Jerry's like, all right. And he reaches into his pocket and he gives her back the money and he takes his paintings. And she's like, whoa, why are you being so righteous right now? Yeah, because he knows that it's going to be he's going to ask be asked to perform at some point. Mm -hmm. And we're not talking about a tap dance. No, this is uh, the, the, the tables have been reversed. The woman is in power. She's going to expect a little bit of payment for her payment. I don't need to be a paid escort. And she goes, no, 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 no. I just want to help you. Um, and so he goes, well, if we go to the restaurant down here, she says, do you mind me paying? And he says, actually, I do. Let's go someplace I can afford. So they go to a jazz club. Uh, she's a bit overdressed. The jazz. Well, she's wearing a dress that is being held up by modesty. <laughs> and a shoulder strap. Yeah. Um, and she starts telling Jerry that he should get married again. Wait. Or did he tell no, her? He, she tell, get he told her because she lost her husband in the war. And Jerry's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And she's like, oh no, it wasn't like that. He met another woman in the war. Yeah. And she's from Baltimore. So, you know, she knows what's going on. 
and then okay. and then Tommy shows up and he's from the Paris Telegram. Ah, Tommy, who was um, the major in I Dream of Jeannie. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know. That went right over my head. Yeah. Yeah. So they they, they go over to this table and he's he's that's where he runs into and sees uh, Lisa for the first time. And he um, it starts to get real uncomfortable because he goes full on creep. Like he yes. sits, he sits down in in this such is, a way. This is sexual harassment. It was he does. so sexual harassment. He sits down, and at first he's sitting down, and they're having you know the conversation at the table, and he just keeps turning back and looking back at her. Okay, then he physically like moves chairs so that he can sit and just stare at her in the face, yeah. like from across the table. And you know, I didn't find that face that inviting. No, and and she and she wasn't giving off like um, flirtatious vibes either. At all, she was totally embarrassed she, by the whole situation. She's completely uncomfortable. He's a total Harvey Weinstein, and she is like a really young Ashley Judd going. No, I can't handle this. Yeah, I. Oh yeah. Then he pretends to know her. Yeah, so then he, so then his like creepy looking at her isn't creepy enough. He gets up and walks over to her and then like totally pretends to know her because she's sitting with other people. It's like, is that you? I think he overhears her name. It's like, oh, Lisa, is that you? I thought I recognized you and stuff and starts talking to her like he knows her. And every time she tries to get a word in edgewise, like to her friends, like to help her, he's, he cuts her off. It's total yeah. predatory behavior. She can't get out stranger danger. At all. And he will not leave her alone. He finally, he, um, I think, I think he does it in such a way that the, I, is she with other men, like older men there? And they are like, oh, go dance with him on the dance floor. Uh-huh. And so then. Enablers. Yeah, these enablers. So she's clearly uncomfortable. Then she's So then she's on the dance floor. Now she's dancing with him. And then he like holds her close and starts. Uh, what does he sing to her in her ear? Like some Our love song. is here to stay. Our love is here to stay. Yeah, like it's kind of early in, in our relationship to be talking about love. This and is the did, second time he asked her to leave. She she asked him to leave. Yeah. And he finally he finally lets her go and ask for her phone number. So he she she's been in his embrace. The second time she asked to to get out of it, he finally lets her go, walks back over to her table, sits down. He follows her over and is like, "Can you know, what's your phone number? I like misplaced it or something." Classic like predatory line. And so she gives out her phone number, and the old dude sitting at the table goes, "That's not your phone number." Blah blah fuck 567. That's your phone number. Yeah, exactly. Thanks Oy a lot. Vey. So now he's got her phone number. The right one. Jeez. And all this time, Milo is looking on, looking quite jealous. Mm-hmm. So they're in a taxi going. Milo goes, I'm tired. I want to go home. But she does it with more of an attitude. Yes. So they're in the taxi and Milo goes off on him. Uh, She doesn't want to be with him when he's going to go and pick up other women. When you're with me, you're with me. 
So he gets out of the taxi. He goes, well, see, he is able to get away from a, an uncomfortable situation mm-hmm. as opposed to what he just put Leslie Caron through. That's a fantastic That's a fantastic point you make, Ma. Because from the outset of his relationship with Milo, he's uncomfortable because he think he is always thinking that oh she just like i'm gonna have to have sex with this woman for her to help me out and these paintings and stuff and then he when he you know they go out to dinner and stuff he thinks like oh it's just friendly dinner and you know she because she had reassured him that she just wants to help him out and then when she gets jealous and she goes off of in on the car ride then he's just like, oh, you know what? Just drop me off here. All right, fine. And he's able to. And does he pick up on that? Not at all. Because the next day, what does he do? He the, goes to her place of employment. No, the next day, he calls her. Oh, he calls her. And where does she work, Erin? Well, he calls her, and this is the the third time that he asked her to leave him alone or she asked him to leave you know what i'm trying to say this is number three and says don't call me again and she works at a perfume counter or a perfume she works at a perfumerai yeah perfumerai where we went when we were in paris together okay do you know what the name of the perfumerai was when we were in paris together i i can't remember so odd since you weren't yet one years old. It was called Liz. Hmm. L-I-Z. Not Lisa. L-I-Z. Huh. I wonder if as a baby I was found it as annoying as I did a gro- more grown up. With people, they would just spray. I wonder if my little nose got sensitive. And oh, my maybe that's when it all happened. That's when it all started. Maybe. All the just the, your eyes, the eyes watering, the nose tickling, the back of the throat itching. Your skin gets all itchy. Yeah, but I bought perfume in Paris at a store named Liz. Was it white diamonds? It wasn't. It was something you can't get here. Oh. Did I still you have some. did you go to the lady and say I want something that I can't get in the United States. No, I, I had a little more class than oh. that. Then. You had Googled and done your research? Erin, there was no Google. I know there was no Google. <laughs> I had not done my research. Actually, I let Poppy's nose pick out the parfum for me. Great. This, Yeah, this is exactly what, how it's... I must have been, I guarantee you people were in that store for two hours. Oh, and I'm just sitting there in the cloud of chemicals. Hmm. It wasn't really like that. But it wasn't like walking into Macy's and being assaulted. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. And every Christmas, Poppy makes me go with him. And I hate it. He just sprays me down with all this stuff trying to smell it. I hate it. He doesn't do it anymore, does he? No, because I told him I hate it. Well, you finally had a voice. Yeah. You finally have to say no more. No, I don't. Don't quit spraying me. I come home reeking. Like, what's that smell? That's your daughter. <laughs> With all these 15. He's like, let me see your elbow. Let me see your elbow. And then sprays it because that's, the that's the only place left on my body that doesn't have 
some sort of perfume sprayed on it. But when I was a little girl, well, when I was a really little girl, one time I drank perfume and got drunk on it. Yeah, I, I know. And my mother called our, our pediatrician and we had just moved into a new house that had hardwood floors and no rugs were down. So I would push the furniture and it would sail across the room and I would just laugh. That was the funniest thing. So she called the uh, pediatrician and he said, oh, it's she's just drunk from the alcohol content. You know, put her to bed and, you know, tomorrow she might have a bit of a headache. <laughs> So uh, the pediatrician called the next day and said, how's our little drunk today? <laughs> then when I was a little older, um, I guess I got a hold of my mother's perfumes and I would mix them together down in the basement and make new perfumes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Evidently, it smelled hideous. Evidently. <laughs> <laughs> From what I can recall, I, I probably only got to do that two or three times. But I remember doing that. You ruined all her nice perfumes making? No, she she did learn to put... Uh, she gave me the, the little, like, evening in Paris and the little ones that she got as gifts that she didn't like. I don't know where she got those gifts because <laughs> it's not like she was a school teacher where you could... I don't want to investigate this any further. Let's move on. Oh, my God. Where did she get all that cheap perfume? I don't okay. know. Oh I don't know. A new but side she was an artist. She was about. a painter. She got it from her Svengali. Oh, my God. Her Milo. So, anyway, back to the film... Yep. Very uncomfortable. Things just got. Uh, I'm doing the Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> Jerry must be back at the cafe and he sees Milo's car. Oh, he's. I don't know. So she's sitting at his table at the cafe and she tells him, I've been working for you. Yeah. There's a guy, he wants to talk to us. Uh, and I went into a gallery to talk with an owner. Come with me for lunch. Meet me at a restaurant at one o'clock and forget about our tiff from last night. So Jerry's going, okay, well, this guy wants to sell my art. He wants to put it in an art gallery. Cool. But before I meet you at one, I have a stop I have to make. Right. So Happy Gene is walking down the street and he walks into the perfume alley. Very good. Well, Lisa Wax. And she is helping an old, rich American woman. Mm-hmm. And... So, he goes... She can't decide between these two. And he goes, let me give you a man's point of view. Because it's the only one that really matters. Mm -hmm. And so... Uh, he tells her this one. This is the right one. And she is just so verklepsed. Yeah, you made she that is, up. She is so verklempt and excited because he actually helped out. And he goes, and she goes, wrap that up and send it to my hotel. Well, so this was a big sale for Lise. Mm -hmm. And he, uh, so she's kind of laughing and he goes, go out with me. And she starts laughing. 
And she goes, okay, take me to lunch. Well, he can't do that because he's got to meet the cougar. Mm-hmm. So she goes, what about dinner? And no, he, he goes, goes, what about dinner? And she can't do dinner. Be- because we know why, but you don't yet, listener. And he goes, okay, um, what about after dinner? And she goes, okay. And he goes, I'll pick you up at, at your house. And she goes, no, 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 no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, you are already way too creepy and persistent to know where I live. I will meet you at a place. I At that point, I applauded because I was like, about time. You're giving her too much credit. Well, hey. Um, that isn't why she said, don't meet me at my place. Oh. I wish it were, but it wasn't. Damn it. Well, well, all all the ladies just in the the modern telling of this, that's why. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Always meet at a public place. Don't have it. Don't let him know where you live. Exactly. Okay. So um, after he leaves, she's laughing, laughing, laughing. Then she has a worried look on her face because he's creepy. That's not why she has the worried look on her face. At this point, she's kind of falling for him, but she has a worried look because of her other baggage. But we don't know. But even, you know, you don't know the baggage yet. As far as I'm concerned, I read it correctly. And I'm like, oh, she has baggage because she's creepy. I'm going to let you go with that, even though you're wrong. Okay, now we're back at his his apartment where Adam is playing the piano. Jerry comes in singing because he finally has a date with this girl. And another musical number ensues. It's the tra-la-la song, and there's some amazing dancing. And he dances on the piano. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was another musical number. I didn't fast forward through that one. I didn't. Well, I didn't fast forward through any of them, but I watched all of them when, when Gene Kelly is dancing. Because silk. he's... It's like silk. It's, he is smooth as silk. But ma, ma, it isn't just that. He's so athletic. The moves yeah. and stuff that he's doing, it's incredible. It's such athleticism to yeah, be able to do good. that. And we'll, we'll remind me when we get to the trivia stuff later. I have more to discuss on this. Okay. So then we see Lisa and Hank having dinner. And you're, I'm like, what? Yeah. So then we realize Hank is the person who watched out for her when her parents were in the resistance. And if he had found out, if he had been found out harboring her, he would have been put to death. And so... Um, yeah, she's there with him. And then somehow, and Adam calls Hank. Of course I want to come to the cafe. I, I See, when I took that note, I thought, I'm not going to remember who said that. And I oh, don't. Oh, because, um, because that's, at that point, that's when Lisa finds out that Han Ray is doing something in the theater and after dinner. Remember, because after dinner, she said that she was going to meet Oh, yeah. Oh, what's his face? Jerry. So she says um, that she'll meet. She'll yeah, she'll be at the theater later, but she still needs to meet uh, Jerry at the at the river place. Yes. So she meets Jerry. She's looking around uh, and and she doesn't want to sit at the cafe. 
because she knows that Hank frequents that cafe. Oh, that's why? Because she looks and there's like an older guy and he's kind of looking at her and she's obviously very uncomfortable. And I'm like, why is she uncomfortable? Is she uncomfortable because Jerry's been nothing but creepy with her or something else? You're giving this such a 2017 view. And this was, it wasn't. But I like that you have these instincts. Hey, 24-7. So she says, do you mind if we don't sit here? And so they cross the street and they walk down by the river and they're holding hands. Yeah, already. Which you know that she didn't instigate that. Does she have her white gloves on? Because she did earlier. Oh, I don't know. So he goes, why are you acting like the police are after you? But she never talks about herself. No. So they're sitting by the river, which is made up at MGM Studios. They can't really be by the same. And she goes, tell me more about America. And um, he goes, well, tell me about yourself. Oh, I don't like to talk about myself. And then he starts singing, it's very clear. Our love is here to stay. Um, and they do a ballet dance. Yeah, uh, a, a, a dance number ensues. Which and I would have fast forwarded. They kissed. And she says, what time is it? Just like Cinderella. At 11 o'clock. Oh, I have to go. I have to go. So he goes, okay, okay, go. But Saturday uh, morning, meet me. So she ends up at the club where Henri is in a top hat and a cane. And tails. And he's singing in French a big production number. Which, I mean, at this point, though, when you're watching it, okay, true. I know. It's the movie in American Paris. He's a, like, Jerry's a painter, whatever. And then this guy, though, is supposed to be this French star and he's doing this this the stairway something heaven gershwin number no the name of it is stairway to paradise okay as opposed to stairway to heaven right which would have been so much better if it had been stairway led zeppelin but a moment of silence okay go I was just watching him i'm like this this is weird because here you have this song and dance man like doing this weak sauce number when you have a real song and dance man, Gene Kelly. I feel like this was a, a contractually obligated scene because it did nothing for me. And I, if I could have fast forwarded, I would have definitely fast forwarded through that schmaltz. Except for the headdresses of the women on the steps that reminded me yet again of Lucille Ball with a headdress at the Copacabana. And I kept waiting for one of them to fall like Lucy did. Yeah. Um, and Gene Kelly had to teach him how to dance on those steps. Yeah, because he... It, yeah. The whole time I'm watching the number, and again, I couldn't fast forward it. The whole time I'm watching the number, I'm thinking, God, if only Gene Kelly... Maybe Gene Kelly should have played all these roles. Yeah. It would have been so yeah. much more watchable. Hard to explain, but just but would it have been harder to explain than Gene Kelly is a struggling painter? <laughs> I I don't yeah. think so. Yeah, because he would have, man, he would have torn up those stairs. Oh, the things he would have done to those stairs. 
then Henri is talking to somebody with Lisa there, and he says, this guy's trying to persuade me to go to America. And then Henri looks at Lisa and goes, we could get married. And, and go on she, tour together. And she has a quite contrived, worried look on her face. This was her first, her first picture. It was. It was. She did have the pouty lips. I'm telling you, there's something about those French lips. So, cut. Scene, new scene. Adam is talking to Jerry. And he's saying, just what does this sponsor want from you? And, um, you, you know, is this what you really want? Do you really? He doesn't say, do you want to have sex with this person so you become successful? But uh, Jerry leaves and he's walking down the steps and our, our uh, chicken lady is washing the steps as they do. Um, thick ankled women are big on washing steps in Europe. And <laughs> it's, it's the their lady goes, time. hey, Jerry, have sex with the lady if you need to. <laughs> she needs to get paid. She's a business woman. <laughs> I love it. At which point Adam starts daydreaming. And he is playing with a symphony and a musical number ensues with Adam playing every musical instrument. Now, Aaron, my trivia told me this was an homage to Buster Keaton. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. And I fast forwarded through this. One. Yeah, I only <laughs> at this point, um, I started checking the NBA scores. Yeah. Through, through this part. Yeah. And it wasn't until the very end that I looked up and I saw, oh, he's playing all the different roles in the symphonies. Yeah. He played every instrument, including the kettle drums. Yeah. Um, which he, yeah, he's I do like a good kettle drum. But he's no Buster Keaton. <laughs> no, it was an homage that didn't quite get there. So then we have Milo and Jerio. Jerio. <laughs> At studio apartments, uh, oh, she takes him to a new place, and she has uh, managed to acquire for him a new studio apartment. But he can't afford it. He's not paying. But he'll, he'll be able to pay her back in three months when he has his exhibition. Because she says, you're going to have an exhibition exhibition in three months you have three months to get enough canvases done for your exhibition and he kind of freaks out he freaks out and then the money monster gets him and he goes i'll do it on one condition that i can pay you back when i'm actually paid mm -hmm. she goes oh honey <laughs> you're gonna pay me back before then <laughs> So then we see him painting all over Paris. Unfortunately, it wasn't really Paris. It was pictures of Paris. But OK, we'll go with that. Yeah. And then, at which point I'm like, I'd rather be I'd rather uh, like to see you dance. Ah, uh, I did enjoy the pictures of Paris. But um, and then he's painting Lisa. And a kiss. Yes. Okay, so we're now outside the cafe with his portfolio. He's waiting for Lisa. And Lisa starts to tell Jerry, I don't ask, wait. 
Um, well, he's uh, she's about to Casablanca him, but he doesn't know it yet. And so she goes, well, I don't ask what you do when you're not with me, because Jerry's like, where were you? What were you doing? Who are you with? She goes, I don't do that when you're not with me. So, see, she has this side thing going on. He has this side thing going on. They'd really rather be together, but they both have this side thing that they're not telling each other about. Then Lisa sees Adam in the cafe. She's in a cab, and she sees Adam. Now, Adam has already met her with Henri. So Adam knows that Henri is uh, pretty much like engaged to Lisa. And then Adam knows that Jerry is in love with Lisa. So he's kind of the, the one who knows everything and he doesn't want to know anything. So she tells the cab to go before he sees her. And she sends a note to Jerry. And I didn't write down what the note said. Did you? It said, you, meet, meet us at our place later. Our place, which is by the river with mm -hmm. the rats. What's her name? Lisa Bouvier. Adam spills. Oh, Adam didn't know. And Jerry's saying, yeah, this girl that I'm in love with is Lisa Bouvier. And Jerry and Adam spells coffee all over himself because he knows. Oh, man. That's hungry. This, this is a love triangle. Mm -hmm. At which point Hank comes in and says he's getting married. Yep. And, and Adam gets really uncomfortable. Poor Adam. Always in the middle. The girl I'm stuck on has something she can't tell me, Jerry's saying to Adam. I can't tell her about Milo, Jerry says to Adam. And Adam at this point is drinking everybody's coffee, which I think might have had some <gasps> sherry. Sherry. In it. Do we open sherry with a corkscrew, Harry? I don't know. I don't know anything about sherry. Only oh, that people that in movies way. drink it. So, um, so Jerry is telling Hank and Adam, I've got this girl. She's got something she can't tell me. And I just don't know what to do. And Hank goes, the only thing you can do is tell her you love her. Yeah. Henry yeah. starts giving Jerry advice on his girlfriend, which is really his fiance. Sorry, I just took a drink. Wah, wah. At which point the song, Wonderful, musical number, and Adam is in the middle, and he's miserable. Yeah. So a taxi is going, he's taking a, uh, Jerry's taking a taxi to the river to tell her he loves her. I have something to tell you. And uh, she tells Jerry, I won't see you anymore. I'm getting married. And he's like, what? I can't leave him. I owe him my life. My parents were in the resistance. He cared for me, and I can't leave him. So Jerry says, good luck. <laughs> I, I understand. Something, somebody said good. I have good luck right now. I'm sure you do. There's a woman helping me, as a matter of fact. And he goes up the steps. She calls that she loves him. Jerry goes, yeah, after that. And he goes to Milo. And he tells her. Seductively. To break her date. And he kisses her. So there. And he says, I'm taking you to a ball. 
It's the student's something ball. I didn't, I didn't get it all written down. It's the down. New Year's Eve ball, I thought. I don't know. That's what I have written down. Uh, so it's a black and white ball, a la P. Diddy. And uh, we open at Drunken Chaos. Oh, it is. It is a wild, wild gathering. Adam's playing the piano. There's lots of champagne. There's, women are jummy, are jummy, jumping off of the inside balcony into, into men who just catch them. Right. And the men have been drinking as much champagne, so sometimes they don't catch them. Oof. And Adam and Milo are toasting Jerry's folly. Yeah. So uh, Milo goes, you know, I'm Jerry's sponsor. And who else is at this shenanigans? But Hank and Lisa. Mm -hmm. So they introduce Jerry. So Hank is introducing Lisa to Jerry and Milo like they don't because he doesn't know that she's been having this kissing fling with Jerry. And Jerry goes, well, after Hank walks away, uh, that girl, I'm in love with her. Jerry goes outside and he starts sketching. You know, he just picks up a pencil yeah. and, a, and a flyer and turns it over and he starts sketching. You know, like you do. Like you do. And, of course, Lisa comes out and he goes, I didn't know you were getting married tomorrow. And he rips the sketch in two because it was a beautiful sketch of a scene in Paris. Yeah. The more beautiful Paris is, the more it will hurt without you. And they embrace and she runs off. But the problem is then also on that terrace was. We see this smoke and we're like, where did that come from? That Did the party get really out of control and something's on fire? No, it's Henri. Smoking a cigarette also up on the roof, and he overheard everything. Then you see Henri and Lisa getting in a cab. She turns around and looks up at Jerry. She's crying. And the wind does what miraculously, Aaron? It reunites the two ripped halves of the sketch together. Two ripped halves of this Paris sketch. <gasps> And a dance number ensues. Not just any dance number. A 17-minute dance number. I actually timed the MFR. I, you didn't need to time it. It's all over the internet. How I know. I was. didn't know it at the time. <laughs> but I timed it. And I'm, I know he's amazing. I had to fast forward. It's just that there's a lot of ballet in it. and It was like, too long. Ballet is... It's... It's, you know, it's, it's okay and stuff. Like, they're fantastic athletes. It's such, it's such athleticism, but it's just so, like, Too long, 17 minutes, And I had no idea what the narrative of it was. Oh, my God. He's dancing his freaking heart out. I'm like, is he dancing his way through all the paintings of all the painters he admires? I just... I think he's dancing his pain away. I don't know. But at one point, I was just like, oh, there's the black person. There was a black person. Like, there, there's there's one. And then we have a close-up of Jerry 
uh, no sweat. I mean, he didn't sweat through Just, that dance number. It, I, th- I believe it was a dream dance number. <gasps> oh, the worst kind. Yeah, the, the dream sequence dance number. Oh, that's where Dallas got it. <laughs> so then we hear a car horn. Hank brought her back. Throws her out on the curb. It's like, I can roll. Yeah, he's, he's going. Like, I can roll. Oh, he, he, it's almost as if Hank's driving in the car. This is the deleted <laughs> scene and the Criterion Collection version. There's Hank driving and then the voiceover of Hank going, but I am going to America to be on stage. Do I really want to be tied down right now? No. <laughs> Get out. out. Now, of course, Leslie Caron has to run up the steps mm. while Gene Kelly gets to run down, down the, steps the steps so that they embrace. And they had a, the most awkward kiss since Lisa Marie Presley <laughs> and Michael Jackson. That's a good one, Ma. Yeah, that was that awkward. And the credit comes up the end. Yeah. Whew. And I, I was like, all right. No, Okay. It wasn't my my least favorite movie that we've done by far. That is still. Oh, what's your least favorite? Oh, 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 the one with James Mason. Although it did have James Mason. A Star is Born. A Star is Born. Uh, Yeah. So you know what? You know what? Friends and family. I'm going to stop picking movies. We're only going to go with Aaron's picks from now on because that was my pick and this was my pick. No, no, no. But uh, this wasn't. I watched it and I was like, you know what? It's not bad, but here's the here's my problem. And I believe the, the problem of everyone going forward. This was made in 1951. So if you were alive and you saw it in chronological order, you would see this. And then you would see Singing in the Rain. I saw Singing in the Rain first. Oh. And then I see this and I'm like, oh, yeah. Well. Okay. But the interesting thing about that is that when this came out, um, as we previously noted, it won Best Picture, beating A Streetcar Named Desire. Somehow, was marijuana legalized back then? What the hell? Um, So, (laughs) it wasn't ever legalized. (laughs) People still smoked it. I'm I'm just trying to. I I can't really. I don't know. But, But anyway, um. When it came out, it did way better than, like, people held it in, in high esteem. And when Singing in the Rain came out, they were like, eh. Like, Singing in the Rain didn't really do that well. It's really? only Yeah, it's only been, um, as, like, history plays out, that Singing in the Rain has over, has is like, yeah, that's be- viewed as being better than an American in Paris. Huh. Which is, it's, like, it's really weird. To me, it's almost as if people say, you know, like when it came out, if everybody was giving a standing ovation to Godfather Part Three, and then <laughs> years later, everybody's like, "Yeah, Godfather Part One was way better than Godfather Part Three. Yeah, huh? Okay, well, I have in my trivia that Leslie Caron was mal. She had malnutrition during the war. Oh, like um, Audrey Hepburn. Yeah, and so she could only film every other day because it was so taxing on her. Oh. Yeah, and that's very sad because, uh, yeah. 
and Leslie Caron's costumes were largely the costumes of Elizabeth Taylor during filming of Father of the Bride. Oh, they interesting. We used. We should add that to the list. Okay. And although it was one of 20 most overrated films, it was also on the list of movies you have to see before you die and 1,000 best movies ever. Okay. I mean, it's not, so, a, it's not a horrible movie. No, it's a, it's a relaxing one. It's a fun one. Mm-hmm. You know the story. You know they're going to end up together. And you know it's the songs. Be- there are a lot of songs where you're like, oh. Yeah. Huh. It's the Gershwins. How can you be against the Gershwins? If you can fast forward during Adam's sequence and the 17-minute sequence, it goes a little fast. And Henri's stare sequence. I didn't didn't fast forward during that, but yeah, that would have been a a totally doable fast forward. Did you know that Maurice Chevalier declined to play the role of Henri? That's who they wanted to play. They did. And Sid Charisse was originally tasked to be uh, Lisa, but I think she was doing something else at the time. She was quite a dancer at the time, too. But it needed to be somebody really young and innocent. And I think Gene Kelly at the time was 44, and Lizzie Caron was really 19 at the time. So that was a big age difference. Well, Gene Kelly was born in 1912. A year after your Grammy and Paul. Mm-hmm. And this Leslie Caron, she's one of the few dancers who dance with Gene Kelly, Fred Astaire, Mikhail Baryshnikov, <gasps> and Rudolf Noriva. Noriev. Yeah. She when danced she with dance all of with them. Mikhail Baryshnikov. I don't know, because she's still alive. In 2006, she won an Emmy for... Um, Law and Order SVU guest actress in a drama series. Wow. And she'd been nominated for an Oscar twice. And she claimed her U.S. citizenship, claiming that her mother was born in the United States right in time to vote for Barack Obama. (gasps) And she renounced it as soon as Trump (laughs) became president. Am I right? Yeah. And then as soon as his eight years were up, she was like, you know what? I'm good. Yeah, really, really. I I voted for Barack and now I'm back to France. Thank you very much. And the set design and costumes were referenced a lot in La La Land, which I kind of I know. I was like, oh, yeah. I don't remember that at all. But well, it just it just when I read it, I I then saw it. I was like, yeah sort of the the colors and the pastels and stuff it was referenced in other films as well because there was a a place um if you google an american in paris trivia and there's a place that you can go on there where it says uh um a word that means i'm thinking the same thing anyway um you can see where it's ref huh simpatico that's too big a word, Erin. Um, but it, it tells you other films that have referenced this one. There were many. Oh. Mm-hmm. So it was it was it was enjoyable. It was fun to see, uh, you know, like uh, still photography of places in Paris. And 
um, the way that those white pants fit Gene Kelly was really interesting. Man, Gene Kelly. So he he um his mom got him involved in dancing. He and his younger brother. And then they were getting, because they grew up in Pittsburgh, and then they would get beat up and called sissies. So they, they, stopped, they stopped going to dance. And then when he was 15, um, after, he, after he, he got back into it, and by then he was such a fantastic athlete that he could beat up anybody that called him a sissy. Billy Elliot! Yeah, and so he, um, he, he was into teaching dance for a long time and, like, opened up a dance school school and i think they opened up two more and then he got um kind of disenfranchised with it with the teaching because there were it was like the ratio was 10 to 1 of girls to boys yeah and once the girls hit 16 they usually always quit and so he really wanted to always show that dancing was was athletic and it wasn't something that was effeminate. Yeah. And so then I was doing a whole bunch of that. And then I was reading about him um, and other movies and stuff. And he did this movie called The Pirate. And that's notice that's notable because it um, he had the Nicholas brothers in it, who are these two like crazy good black dancers and they dance like him, super athletic. And so I watched about a three-minute um, scene that they had in that movie. And it's cra- like, I mean, it's crazy the things that they're doing in that three minutes. It's so athletic, the moves that they're doing and how fast they're doing it and just jumping. It's so acrobatic. It's, it's mesmerizing. I felt like he was always kind of second fiddle to Fred Astaire. Well, Fred Astaire, I think he was, you know, the big cat. He was like the Michael Jordan of dancing. And then there was... But his style wasn't as athletic, right? Who, Fred Astaire? Yeah. I don't really know that much about Fred Astaire. Well, Fred Astaire was much slimmer much more l-i-t-h-e how do you say that light um so i because gene kelly has some muscles yeah gene kelly was ripped yeah yeah but it was amazing how he could go up on his toe and spin around and well i recommend that anybody just google the pirate and it'll come up I forget what song it is, but it's just this this song and dance routine that they're doing. Is it's, it a tap dance? Um, yeah, they do a little bit of tap dancing, but it's just super athletic. You know, like the Russian dancing when you get down on your knees. And I apologize <sighs> if it isn't Russian, and and you know you do that. And right. then they they did this this move where um, it's almost like you take like your right hand. And your left foot and they would do this move where they would jump up and like kick the other, with the other foot and oh, then wow. they would do this thing where remember like if you crab walk if you're doing a crab walk in school except it was a lot of the stuff like i look at it and 
I, I was just flabbergasted because I'm doing a Nike on my phone. There's a Nike training club app and it has you do these moves. And I kind of recognize some of the moves, except they're doing it like one, two, three, four. Like you do the crab walk and then you would lift up your opposite arm and opposite leg while they're on the floor. So they're kicking up their their opposite hands and feet on the floor and you're do, and doing it in time. So we, we Googled the pirate. Yeah, what's the song? I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of other things that are, are is equally, if not more, impressive. And you'd be like, well, you're not even talking about this? But, yeah, yeah I just Googled the pirate Nicholas Brothers. And I went to video. Yeah, the pirate. Yeah, the Nicholas Brothers. Okay, okay. Yeah, it comes up. The mm-hmm. Pirate Nicholas Brothers. Okay. And it's just it's just crazy. I'm going to... A film that had Judy Garland in it. Yeah, the Pirate... From what I read, it was a pretty interesting movie. So then... So now I'm going to, like, probably at some point just go down a rabbit hole of the Nicholas Brothers routines. Because they were crazy acrobatic. And then there was the Heinz Brothers... Maurice and and that other Gregory? brother Hines that were really good at tap dancing. Was Gregory in it? Yes, Gregory Hines. The most and famous they, Hines. You, how did you not remember Gregory? He's the only Hines I know. Oh, I don't know because I remembered Gregory first and then I thought of Maurice and then Gregory left. But they were in that film that we watched the very beginning with with um, Baryshnikov, White Knights. Knights, White Knights. How, how yes. do I know that? Because <laughs> oh man, you loved Mikhail Baryshnikov. Yeah, I got to see him live on stage. It was like oh my god, I got to see Mikhail Baryshnikov. It didn't matter if he danced; he walked across the stage. That was really that was yeah, okay, pretty cool. Long before he was in Sex in the City, people. This was he was in Sex in the City? Yeah, he, she was engaged to him. Oh. Yeah. She left him for Mr. Big? She did. Huh. Hence, there's not going to be a new movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that is An American in Paris. I was worried. I didn't know if Aaron was going to like this one. I thought this might be a really fast one. I only had five pages of notes this week. But I think I think that we at least uh, made it interesting for you. Hopefully. Listeners. Hopefully. I didn't mind it. I always, I really like Gene Kelly. So I'm pretty much down to watch whatever he's in. I just couldn't believe. Uh, just, I just can't believe how. I just it's an overrated film to me yeah because it was a film it was a it was a fine film uh the fact that it won over Streetcar Named Desire I'm gonna have to do some research well we're we're gonna have to watch a Streetcar Named Desire and maybe we'll maybe we'll say you know what the performances of Marlon Brando fantastic I forget who else is in it is Vivian Lee in it I don't know I forget she might I forget who else is in it um, I think she's Blanche's sister. So maybe, you know, maybe we watch it. Maybe we're like, you know, I get it. 
I get an Amer. I get why America. I doubt that's gonna happen, but I maybe America was was throwing Vincent Minnelli a bone because he was divorcing. I don't know. I, we'll find out. We, we will find out. Yeah, it's on the list. It is, but it won't be next week. It is not next week. Okay, good listeners. Next week is an Aaron pick, so it's going to be better than this one. Well, we don't know yet, but get ready for, get your fedora and your uh, double-breasted suit. With really wide lapels. Wide lapels and wide ties and get ready for some, get those blinds just slightly open. Have it be dark and just have some light shining in it. Get your black and white shadows going. Get into film noir mode. Film noir. Because we are going with 1946's The Postman Always Rings Twice. Make sure it's 1946, people, not the 81. I mean, I'm not going to tell people what to do. They can watch that one if they want. We just won't be talking about it. Okay. The Postman Always Rings Twice. Yes. And we will be back next week with more tales. <laughs> Send us your suggestions. Goodbye.